<laughs> Welcome to the High Hops Podcast. <laughs> Please keep that in. I just said something very funny beforehand. No, you didn't. <laughs> and uh, Phoebe was laughing at it. No, he... So you just caught the end of a hilarious joke. <laughs> he made himself laugh before he started talking. No, I made a great joke. <laughs> I'm your host, Bradley Y. With me, as always, Big Guru, Phoebe Ward. You did it the wrong way around that time. You usually, do, you usually say, Phoebe Ward, Big Guru, because it I, gives me well, like suspense. I, I gotta keep it. On, gotta keep you on your toes. I'm, I'm very much on my feet. Well, you're currently wearing a Promoter Island T-shirt, <laughs> so from a Vessel Beer Festival 2019, baby. And it's finally clean. Oh, <laughs> I threw up on it, but it wasn't alcohol related. I just no, just Bradley yeah. drives really badly. Wow, wow, <laughs> that is not funny. How dare you? Well, Phoebe, we've got an episode we've been been meaning to do for about September since September. For yeah, yeah, since September. Mm. Um, technically, we did it in August. Uh, but we are finally getting around to it. Yeah, so uh, we had our very first recommendation ever from one of our dear listeners, who, who's, I think we mentioned him before, actually. We have mentioned him before. B-B-B-B, I can't, how do you pronounce his B-Boys? B-Boys? B-Boys117. B-Boys, he was like, oh, hey, are you ever going to do some Tiny Rebel stuff? And honestly, we hadn't heard a Tiny Rebel before, had we? At least uh, I hadn't. No. I was like, oh, no. what's that? What's that? And then I looked and it was like, in Wales. And it just so happened we were going to Wales anyway. Yeah, it was really, like we were passing through mm. and it was my birthday. So it worked out as a very good coincidence Yeah, that so, we could tie all those things together. Mm. So it was kind of our, um, it, we were learning about Tiny Rebel and we we actually got to go to the brewery as well. We, that's on another note. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we tried a majority of their core range and some extras on draft and got some can stuff as well. Yes. And we've got some here today. Just just to make that clear, we'll be doing a follow-up episode talking about our experience on the brewery tour mm. and the brewery itself. Um, well, we're going to talk about the, just we the felt history of the brewery Reviewing now. all of the beers and the brewery was, bit, was, was quite hard. We were genuinely going to drink all of the beers on the podcast. No, just but got, hang on, I've got a pillow. Have you sat on your balls again? Oh my God, that's an uncomfortable pillow. That's a lot better. Sorry, continue. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, so we were going to drink all the beers that we actually got on the like on the podcast, but then we just drank them. There was a lot. There was a lot in our fridge. This episode, we are going to be talking about Tiny Rebel and well, well Tiny Rebel and a few and a few of the beers. They're in Wales, South Wales, uh, and they were founded in 2012. So yes. that's not even that long ago. No, but even the oldest craft beer, like the, I say, oldest yeah, in no, quotation right. marks, they're all like this is an old, oldish, mm. but it just seems very recent because craft beer has been a. a 2012 is technically a long time. 2012 ago. In, 20, the beer yeah, in the in the craft beer industry, 2010, 2012 is considered mm. to be like yeah. you were there at the beginning. Before I continue, shall I crack one of these cans open? Go for it. I was currently just drinking. Oh, okay. You finish your drink then. Well, um, no, go, go, no, to go for it. I was just. I was, I was do you want to talk? Off. Okay. What What are you drinking, Bradley? Mm. I'm currently drinking. Um, Welcome to the party, pal. Which was Is Tiny Rebels. Yeah. Which was Tiny Rebels Christmas beer. Oh. 
Oh, okay, it is called that. Yeah, it's a Snowball IPA at 6.3%. This is a very obvious reference to the best Christmas movie of all. Oh, is it? I didn't even put the two and two together. Die Hard. Oh, I didn't know that, yeah, because it's, it's, it's not a Christmas where, movie. Definitely a Christmas movie, but it's the bit where John McClane Christmassly shoots a machine gun at a police officer. Welcome to the party, pal. And yells at him, welcome to the party, pal. Well, it says we have one rule, never just make vanilla ice cream. So they made this. It's meant to be uh, coconutty, lemony, but also tropical and creamy. I, this might be a current a theme with a few of their beers. You found some of them too, too tropical. Um, not too tropical. No, yeah, too tropical. But I, I find some of their beers not tropical, fruity enough. Hi, Fig. Yeah, but not in the not in like a strawberry way like in a, mm. a sour IPA kind of way mm. um, there's like a, plus I'm not a huge fan of grapefruit and I think Tiny Rebel do like grapefruit it was founded by Brad Cummings and Gaz Williams Gaz Williams um, he learnt to homebrew with his grandfather and they just kind of did it as a hobby in the first year of brewing a Tiny Rebel when they got together and actually brewed mm. they won gold, silver and bronze at the Great Welsh Beer and Cider Festival. Yeah. And then they stayed at the top for three years. <laughs> so they like first brewed and then it was like just the best from yeah. day one. Yeah. Um, and then they won the Champion Beer of Britain as the youngest ever to do so. The youngest brewery ever to do so. Right. Yeah. And then they, um, their current location that we have visited, they moved there in 2017 and they're expanding now as well. Yeah, across the road. They have got huge like is, so massive the one that they're at currently is uh, a, capac- a maximum capacity of 5 million litres yeah that's what they can make and they're going to expand more when they yeah. have a factory over the road it will be more of their sort of mm-hmm. delivery and yeah off. they're going to kind of have like a canning bottling lo- labelling area aren't they like a separate to the mm. actual brewing bit which will be interesting for tours I think It, the cans are so full nowadays. Here you go. Here is Cheers. some easy living. Oh, Fig's come to sit next to you. I know, right? Hey, Good Fig. girl. Um, easy living is a, a session pale at 4.3%. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I've had this yet. I may have had it at the actual brewery. Mm. Let me see. Have I got it in my notes? I haven't got it in my notes, so I haven't actually had this before. Okay. So this is a exclusive. <laughs> For me, anyway. Right. Do you... Um, of all, we we didn't have a single sour from Tiny Rebel, did we? Not that I remember, no. I don't think they did one because we bought their core range pack to try and get the overall flavour of what mm. what they were about. Yeah. Um, do you want to go? Do you want to right say what all their core beers are? Well, it's kind of. I think it does change, but their most popular and therefore the head of their core range is a uh, Club Tropicana, mm. or however you pronounce it, because it's spelt weird. Mm. Um, that's like their number one um and then i think easy living uh pump up the jam weirdly is part of their core range yes yeah it is and chub i think but then i don't know it depends what you call a because stay puffed is probably their core stout it is but then there's also a limited one which is imperial stay puff but they've also got a mango mango milkshake but that's a collab so mm. i've seen a few a lot of people online saying that um I think the reason, because we well, I was about to get into this before we mm. opened a beer, was um, uh, there's kind of a stigma with Tiny Rebel. There's, so, there's sort of there's the people, but there's there's a group of people, I guess. What you're trying to 
vocal vocal group of people that really yeah. just do not like um tiny rebel like i feel on um uk craft beer uh facebook page there's someone almost once a month going oh i know the it's the it's the done thing to hate tiny rebel but god damn it do i like this this beer yeah. and then a bunch of people always yeah. go like yeah screw them just because people don't like it you know you can enjoy yeah, what you want they're not like I think people kind of put them on par with Beaver Town sometimes, but mm-hmm. the beer is better. Um, and and I, they haven't people... sold out yet. What do you mean they haven't sold? Oh, yes, Tiny no, Rebel. exactly. So that's the from thing. what we can understand. We've, we've we done, have done so much research. We've done days of research, yeah. and from what we can tell, I even went on Company House to see who currently has who has direct ownership of the company, mm. and it's all all for the. For all intents and purposes, family members, the two owners and their family, um, and then one guy who's CEO, uh, who came over from, was it Beaver Town? No, uh, Brewdog, who came over from Brewdog oh, okay. back in 2014 or something. Yeah, it's it's interesting, because um, I think some people immediately go, sell out when you see their beer in a supermarket. Mm. They're still making like the, um, you know, limited editions and stuff. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like I say, we're going to talk about the brewery tour another time. But like, um, that's another way of making money yeah. as well. So they have. But I mean, some people will argue at the end of the day, it's it's up to you what your priorities are. Are your are your priorities to grow and keep the company getting make the company have year on year growth? Tiny Rebel mm-hmm. has definitely done that. And they've done that without currently investment. Lloyd's mm. Bank has given them loans to be able to yeah. build their factories. But from what we can see, that seems to just be a a more like mortgage loan, business loan, business loan, loan that business allows loan. them to do it so they can pay back. They have the equivalent of Equity Punk for the BrewDog do, which is mm-hmm. obviously as a as a customer, you can invest directly yeah. into them and you get discounts um, and it obviously helps them. And from what, I mean, obviously I've, only you know the only account i've heard is from the tour but like it seems that they treat their staff well um people there seem to like working there they seem to like working there they all get their own bear um which is their little logo but the the priority definitely seems to be year on year growth as opposed to a company like kernel which is more about keep it keep it profit keep it going but it's not about massive growth it's about the beer and the core team whereas mm-hmm. tiny rebel definitely seem to be about growth and expansion yeah, and, and developing new markets. The quality of the beer can sometimes get lost in that. There's certain, certain tiny rebel beers that people maybe that will be their favourites. Mm-hmm. Um, none of them maybe will... Cause not, not to say to blow away in a bad way. They do what they do very well. But fridge fillers is what some people said. Like, yeah. if you don't want to spend loads of money, but you still want a good, decent this is the, yeah. beer, this is what that's, the kind of, that's, mm. that's their kind of market. Their market is... We don't want to buy six ten pound canned beers. Yeah. We want to buy a few decent beers that are going to be in the fridge that I can have in an evening. Yeah, and that's the good thing. It's like there's no, I mean, like this for example. I'm fairly this like I would say still beer in that easy pay easy living pale, um, switch. Switch. I um, mean, let's like like to me the one. Oh no, it's I called Kutch, honey. Kutch. 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 Sorry. It's a Welsh word of some Kutch. sort. So Cali Pale, Easy Living, Cooch, um, and Trob Copacana definitely fit in that. And I guess Lazy Boy Lager mm. fit in that boundary mm-hmm. of a core range. That that's sessionable. That's sessionable that you can have in your fridge, that you can have like, you know, 10 of them 
and you're going to go back to time and time again. Mm-hmm. It's not going to blow you away, but yeah. it's going to be consistent. And if you go to a barn, you don't recognize anything. You know, you can, if you, there's a tiny rebel there, you know what you're going to get. That's the thing. So, you, you know, there might be someone in a shop and, you know, they're just buying beer mm. and we'll get on to the uh, marketing in a minute but like they might just fancy something different right and they're still part of the craft beer industry so they've got craft beer on supermarket shelves they're in pubs across the country they are in 35 different countries it's it's getting it out there and then that could lead to other things mm. there's support there for like independent breweries at the end of the day so well we we spoke to boss brewing out yes, in, in Wales as well. Swansea? Yeah. And they said that a lot of their um, early collaborations with, with Tiny Rebel and they really helped them sort of get their foot into the industry. Mm. So it's not like Tiny Rebel are coming in and bloating and taking up the craft beer scene out in, in the area. Mm. They are still, from what we can tell, trying to help other breweries in the area they don't collab as much as like, they do collab but they don't collab as much as they could no um like i say they did mango milkshake which was a collab with um brasserie du Mont, something or other mm-hmm. and that was i think for oh, what was it there was like a european event i think yeah um so i think they could possibly do more they do like in general in the world give back they talked to us about their plastic recycling and what's the charity they give back to I can't remember. remember. No, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. The guy that took... Well, we're going to talk about the brewery on another day. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Drink every time Phoebe mentions I'm the sorry. brewery tour thing only... we're going to do another day. It's because we have like five so far. Shut up. Um, so anyway, about this beer. Um, so yeah, it's it's pale. It's very pale when you look at the colour of it. Look. Mm, yeah. It almost looks... I mean, it, I'll say it. It looks watered down. <laughs> but it's not. Um, it's It's hoppy. It's a bit light for me. Like, you know how mm. we've got into table beers recently? Yeah, this and is, they can be is... heavy. Yeah, but they, the yeah, like they're full of flavour, but they're so drinkable. Yeah, yeah. And it's still light. But this, to me, isn't as good as, like, the Colonel's table beer. No. In my opinion. <laughs> Sam will be happy to hear. <laughs> mm. It's quite basic to me. Yeah. There's Citra Hop, I'm assuming, in there. We'll leave those to the end, actually. It's, yeah, that's... Yeah, citrus tropical smooth mm. i wouldn't say it's that smooth i'd want it to be smooth. my my biggest kind of my thing is I, I feel that this and curly pale and club tropicana mm. are all are all a little similar yes very much so if that but not to which be is like, not great for a core range no but you know it's fine you know you're not if you're not going to be devastated if they don't have one of i mean yeah as a fact you know you can see that as they're all they're not different mm. but at least you go for one you're not going to be disappointed if they've got something else in stock in yeah. the shop or something that's but, true um i kind of wish we had club your, tropicana here i've got club tropicana as a 5.5 hazy tropical ipa though it didn't look particularly hazy to me it was hazier uh, than this one that's for sure yeah if you um uh if you don't like added fruit you're not going to be as big a fan like of i think what, club tropicana was a bit more fruity this is the thing. It's like they are very similar. I think, yeah, Club Tropicana was a bit heavier, mm. had a bit more depth and flavour. Mm. Like this is easy living. Well, what's it's this? This is four point three, and Club Tropicana is five point five. Is it so also an IPA? Uh, it's a hazy tropical IPA. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think, yeah, I think all of them hit on this kind of four to five percent thing as we go through. Mm. Um, 
it's probably a good um, stepping stone in, into IPAs. Mm. Um, so yeah, um, moving on to some of their other stuff um, outside of IPAs, um, with their Imperial Stout, which the one we got to try was Stay Puff. Um, which is a 5.5% stout, I think it was. They have um, a Stay Puffed Porter, which is a 5.2%. Mm-hmm. And then they had an Amplified Imperial Stay Puffed, which is a 12.8% porter. And then they had a marshmallow one over Christmas, uh, I think, as well, was their Christmas Stay Puffed version. That must be the one I've got written down. Um, but then the other one that they did, which we got to try, which I really liked, was a 12%. Am I doing that right? I just said that, 12.8%. 12.8%. And they're porters, apparently. Imperial. Um, mm-hmm. Amplified was, Imperial Stay Puffed. Which was the same, which I liked because it was the same design, but with a little Star Wars Imperial helmet on. So Really? Yeah, it was the uh, Imperial Army oh, helmet. That's why you're mad at me for drinking it. Yeah, and I bought another one and... I'm sorry. You drank it. I just I didn't even You thought know. it was yours and... It's expensive as well. It's I'm fine. sorry. Um, but in the, those two I really liked, actually. Definitely preferred the darker 12.8% to the uh, lighter and a little bit more artificial um, base one. I've said I had the Amplified Imperial Stay Puffed yeah. at the brewery. I had it on draft and I have said in my notes that it was better on draft. It was better poured, but then I, they, mm. we did also get the option of keg or cask which was the first time we came across that um and i can't remember what i had for this but um (laughs) i said about the 5.2 porter stay puffed delicious marshmallow roasty sweet yeah no in my notes i've you know i obviously was listening to someone else talk and they said that the first brew that they did of stay puffed Mm 5.2 percent sold out in 36 hours it's pretty good so yeah. clearly popular. <laughs> I've also said it's smooth and creamy. Mm. The amplified one I've said was boozy, heavy, chocolate and strong. I found after drinking Easy Living, by the way, my mouth is really sticky. I'm back. not sure if I'm massively the back a fan of your throat. Of, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like... That just made me think of something Katie said the other day, which I cannot repeat on the podcast, but I hope she knows what I'm talking about. She may have been too Can drunk. you tell me afterwards? I will stay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so should we, should we obviously stay puffed? That's one, would you say that's one of your favourite stouts slash porters? Yes. But I'm trying to work out if it was at that point where I was getting into them and I just Probably. loved any kind of stout that I could get my hands on. I wonder what you'd think now. Because we have had a lot of stouts since and they are very good. And I think we've had a lot of like it was good. Like it was a great. It was good, and it was it was reasonably priced as well. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't barrel aged, and I think once you've had a few barrel aged stouts, mm-hmm. and then you go back, you're a little bit like. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I can't. I think it was only six quid. Was it? it was well, at the brewery or in a, the shop? In in the um, for a can, mm. three thirty, twelve point eight percent. I feel like it was six pounds. Okay, which is. Like if you if you're wanting the stat if you're wanting an imperial for a stout, single can for a single can that's what measurement this measure three thirty yeah one of those it's quite a quite a bit it is but I feel like that's do you think it's worth it it was nice all right cool so mm-hmm this is a different color entirely. So I heard about this one ages ago. Mm. Do you want to take this out of my hand? No. 
I heard about this one ages ago. This was one of the first ones I think I had. And we Same. listened to some people talk about it this morning. <laughs> and their, their, their comment, one of the comments they made, which um, I definitely think I respect. We'll have to link their podcast now we've, that we're, we're we stealing from them. Um, was people weren't asking for it, but they made it anyway. <laughs> they said <laughs> which, that's very much a tiny rebel thing. Which is apparently a tiny rebel thing to do. So, yeah, I was intrigued by this one. Someone, I can't remember who told me. Someone was like, don't they have like a jam donut flavoured beer? And they were saying it like, that's disgusting. But I was going, really? I've had a few people say that. Like, that's the one that people remember, but negatively. And, and I was like, there. I was like, surely it doesn't. Like, because I've had things that claim to taste like, you know, and I might know it doesn't. Um, but this one, <laughs> I smelt it first. And it does. It's, I, just, I can't put my finger on exactly oh, the, the kind of donut it is. It's a jam donut. Well, yeah. I mean, but it's the like, hint is the jam donut on the front of no, it. No, I know. But it's like a proper, proper jelly donut. It's like a Krispy Kreme jam donut. With like proper jelly jam inside. I mean, no, nothing that Krispy Kreme do is ever correct or like not an artificial, but whatever you believe to be a real donut, I love Krispy Kreme go Shut for up. it. No, I this don't. is like fairground donut. This is like a Krispy Kreme donut. This is, that's no, what this is. That's my best way to describe it. No, Krispy Kremes are better than these. <laughs> no. As someone who used to work... Yeah, exactly. At so you like stand. hate donuts. I can confirm this is not a fairground donut. Anyway, you can literally <laughs> like it's a weird, it's an artificial flavored beer. It really is. It is, yeah. But not, I do find it quite fun. So like you how, can. So we had that ramen. 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 Um, IPA. Yeah, no, that wasn't meant to taste like ramen. Was it not? It mm -mm. accidentally ended up. Tasting I thought like, it was. Oh, what was it supposed to taste like? I can't remember what kind of beer it was. Oh, okay. But I looked at it and thought, oh my God, is that going to taste like ramen? I really want to try it. <laughs> but it didn't. Wow. Um, no, but this is, you can taste the dough with the sugar on top. Like you can taste a sugary powdered donut and you can also taste you know the what? jam. This sounds weird. But you know how when you bite a donut and you get the dough and then like as you're biting in, you then get, get a bit to of jam. the jam. That's genuinely how the beer tastes. Yeah. Like there's the the outside of it, which you can only describe as the donut, <laughs> like dough. And then as it's going, as it kind of hits the back of your, your mouth, suddenly you hit jam, mm. which is almost like you've taken that bite. And then suddenly you've gotten into the jammy section of the donuts. There genuinely feels like that separation between like dough mm -hmm. and jam yep. in this beer. And I know that might sound like the most stupid thing ever, but that's the most accurate way I can describe drinking this beer. It's what I like to call a Willy Wonka beer. Another Willy Wonka beer, which you, wanna, you can you also... clarify, boy, what you mean about a Willy Wonka beer? Well, it's like a, in the Charlie Chuck factory, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you've got wallpaper that tastes like fruit. Right, okay. You've got, like, okay. never-ending gobstoppers. It's weird food, yeah? Okay. So um, another one is Northern Monk have got Neapolitan, which I think I've mentioned a lot. Where with every taste you have strawberry, vanilla, or chocolate. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So this is on the in, on the Willy Wonka beer shelf. Mm. Uh, it's a five percent pale ale. Mm -hmm. uh, let's have a look. And it, yeah, it's called Pump Up the Jam. So every single time I see the can, hear about it, I get that damn song in my head. Um, I think we could probably, I could maybe use this as another chance to talk about another one of their beers that it's dark. Mm -hmm. Fubar. Fubar. Um, is it? But we both didn't like this one, I don't think. Mm. 
because I've got here. So I prefer this one to Fubar because mm. Fubar is floral. Did you say floral? And it kind of tasted a little bit like florally, like kind of cleaning product kind of thing. I've put bit soapy. Oh, uh, okay. Which is apparently something I'm known Ooh, to Oh, that's say. a very Phoebe, uh, Phoebe criticism when it comes to beer. Apparently so. Those who know will know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, that's like this. Yeah, but I would say I prefer this to Fubar. Mm. But maybe that's just the fact I don't like floral. No, I didn't. So Fubar was a 4.4% pale ale. Mm. And yeah, I said very light, almost too light. Yeah. And yeah, a bit, bit soapy apparently. Yeah. But it's well, this one's heavy. This one is It's currently heavy. not sticky. Pump up the jam Like Easy heavy. Living was. It should be sticky though, shouldn't it? feels it? like it should be stickier than Easy Living, but it isn't. It is, isn't it? Like I've sort of noticed that. It's taken the... Mm. Oh, another one I wanted to talk about actually, which we're talking about. We missed, we skipped over. I mean, this is technically still an IPA. Beer Money. Yeah, Beer Money. Now, this is an odd one. Beer Money Inc., apparently. Beer Money Inc. So, this is a tiny rebel beer. Mm-hmm. However, we couldn't buy it at Tiny Rebel, Mm-mm. their Newport place. But we, could, we saw it being made. We saw it being made. We saw it being, well, not canned, bottled. Do you want to say the stupid story about how we discovered where it's sold? Well, we well, because I, asked, I saw we? no because I saw a label on it that was like Iceland. Well, it's right? in Iceland, and we were so really I thought, confused. Oh, it's only being sold so in, Iceland, in Iceland, the yeah. country. I mean, I was going to give I was going to give you a free pass on that one. I'd forgotten about that, oh. but uh, yeah, that's what Phoebe did. Damn it! And the, I mean, the story behind it is basically there's um they like they were, the guy was talking about how they like um incorporating things locally into their beers and for beer money. It's a bread shop down the road. Mm, that that. Take that sells bread to Iceland. And Iceland commissioned uh, Tiny Rebel to do a beer for them. So they decided to team up with a bread manufacturer or something. And so it's like, it's supposed to taste a little bit bready. I can't quite remember, but it's 6%. It's a good colour. And I remember it only being like one pound eighty, two pound to buy yeah, for like Iceland. a thirty-three bottle. Yeah, we had to so go and find wise, an Iceland. Well, I mean, they're, they're not exactly hard to find. Literally, my hometown. Yeah, has but we one. don't shop in them normally. We don't. So we were like, all we right, have all to right. go. All right, elitist. <laughs> no, we were like, we're oh, gonna have we to. We don't shop in them normally. <laughs> we'll have to go into Iceland. We only go to Waitrose. No, that's you. I don't even go to Waitrose. No, you that's go to all Sainsbury's, lies. Sainsbury's, Sainsbury's, and I find that posh. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. we went. So we went to. Um, so we couldn't get it at Tiny Rebel. So we went to uh, Iceland afterwards to go and find it thinking this is winch it's not going to be here this is a tiny iceland and lo and behold there was a whole shelf for them mm-hmm. and actually really liked it yeah it's not there's no update and i and i feel like this is a good thing for tiny rebel doesn't feel like they're adding any artificial stuff into it doesn't feel like it's not sweet it's not fruity it's just i looked up the hops this is how Did i know mosaic city and simcoe hops. city yeah. Citra, don't you mean? Citra, sorry, I might have misspelled it. Okay. Uh, no, I did put Citra. Sorry, my bad. I just so mosaic, Citra, and Simcoe. Simcoe hops, and that's it. That's that's all that's They're in the that. classic hops, and I'm assuming like the breadiness is from the malt. Like it's quite a malt. Must be. He didn't really get too much into it yeah. after that. But I said that, was... that it was very hoppy, citrusy. Camera's favourite word, dank mm. and refreshing. But if you don't, if you don't live in an area that sells Tiny Rebel. Mm. And you want to experience it, but also I feel if you I'll just be want amazed good... if you live somewhere where they don't sell tiny rebel. But though. if you want a good beer, Iceland have a very good <laughs> tiny rebel beer. There you go. It's pretty good. 
mm-hmm. recommend it. Honestly, <laughs> one of the one of the ones. Yeah, you, one of my you couldn't help yourself. You had to drink it, and then we I were was like, like, "We need to go for." It. Oh yeah, I literally was like, "Let's." I mean, I drank it because I thought, "Oh, it was only cheap. It's not mm. going to be that good." And I drank it and went, "This is probably better than a lot of the other ones." Mm. I'm really enjoying this actually. Yeah, I know this is. It's interesting because you don't think you would. Nope. That, after easy living this oh, is quite nice oh I just nice. realised we haven't mentioned Dutty I was going to wait for you to talk about Dutty Dutty the other one we really should have included in that Cali Pale Trub Cop- Tr- uh, Club, Club Tropicana, Tropicana bubble Dutty he's, he's gone 55 years and suddenly this year he was his eyes were opened <laughs> well he came with us on the tour didn't he <laughs> to Dutty to Dutty and dear god he loves that beer um, how much did he buy for Christmas so in August, he bought an entire 24-can uh, crate box because he was like, can I get just Dutty? And they were like, no, but you can fill a box up. So he did that. <laughs> um, he then went for Christmas, messaged me and said, I'm going to get some Dutty from Tiny Rebel site. Do you want anything? And I was like, oh, how much are you getting? And he said, I'm thinking of getting 100 cans of Dutty. <laughs> <laughs> and did he? Yeah. a hundred. He he's currently under his desk at, in the office. Are a hundred cans. You know what I think it is? Like, it's an IPA, right? And mm. your dad doesn't tend to like IPAs. This is what I'm intrigued about. Well, here's the, well I, look, I looked it up because he was like saying how it's not very... He doesn't like it when it has, you know, added uh, flavor, like fruity flavours. He doesn't like that. Mm. But Dutty, and I think this is, goes to what I said about they're not overly fruity, some of their beers. Mm-mm. And I think Dutty, because according to the... Um, I thought Dutty was a lager. No, Dutty is definitely an IPA. But according to Untap, Dutty is supposed to be zesty. I found it to be zesty. Really, I don't. I genuinely just feel like it's a very, f- like, kind of not flat in a bad way, but like just a plain it kind is of. plain, yeah. It's very, it's 4.2%. It's not even like it's a strong drinkable. one. Dad made it sound like it was really strong. And I was like, did. it's 4.2%, Dad. What are you talking about? I can't remember what they said about it in the in the tour, but I feel like something mm. may have swayed your dad to already make his mind up about it before he had it. Also, the way that the can looks is quite... It's, compared to all the other cans, quite simple. It's a silver can with, silver like, can green, with green circles green or something. Yeah. And, um... Well, yeah. dad also was able to get a can off the canning line. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> if you yeah. don't ask, you don't get, apparently. He was cheeky. He was like, <laughs> can I get... Because you know how, like, you go to places, they take the... The they don't, it's before they put the lid on it. Yeah, and fill it up. And they use it for like stationery. And your dad Ooh. was like, can I have one? We should also mention that all their, most of their cans, providing you see the logo on the bottom left just before the barcode, they're all vegan. <laughs> um, I guess they're one of the breweries that then have decided that there is no difference in taste uh, if you make it a vegan product because there's some differencing of opinion when it comes to brewery to brewery whether that actually makes a difference or not um yeah well we spoke about that in our bulletproof episode didn't we about how like you know mm. it's not hard to go to really make a vegan beer yeah um but some some breweries believe that it's a oh if you don't do it the way it's always been done with squid no it's like a fish bladder it's fish bladder then uh then it, it's not going to taste the same so there was another one we had, which was a stronger one, mm-hmm. which was what's cooler than being cool. Oh, yes. And I was really drawn to this can and the name because that's like a outcast song. What's cooler than being cool? Ice cold. All right. Everybody should do a rival one called Ice Cold. That would be cool. Then being cool. <laughs> but it was literally like the back of it. I think there was a story about it and I don't know. I might not have been listening. Um, but it's just a kid in a red hoodie, and that's what we see. But anyway, it was an 8% IPA. Mm. So that's definitely quite strong for them. 
It is indeed. And I um. I uh, did not like this one. I did like this one. Too bitter. I liked it to begin really? with. Yeah. I said it was yum, thick, creamy, hoppy, and passion fruit. Yeah. So it must have passion fruit. I, I apparently gave this to you um, because it was too bitter by the end of it for really? me. Really? Yeah. It was, it was one of the ones I got on in the in a can at the brewery because it just intrigued me because mm. there was like a certain amount of whatever that you could get yeah that we'll talk about that on the other thing drink number six <laughs> shut up but um no i really like that one and i you can't get that one in the shops it's one of their kind of brewery owned ones i think yeah eight percent i feel like there's a rule there i don't know but no i really liked that one um yeah, I mean, I kind of briefly mentioned Mango Milkshake, mm. which was a 4.2% IPA. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was a a collab. But I don't remember where I got it from. I think I got it in a bar, you know? Yeah. I always see... I mean, we were recently at a tap room, and they had, like, two Tiny Rebels on draft. They did indeed. And the Fortescue always seemed to have a Tiny Rebel on. No, they don't. Not Fortescue. Bread and Roses. Well Same done. Place. Not the same place. And I think Bread and Roses would be very offended that you... Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, Fortescue. Sorry, I thought you meant like a Spoons. No. So they'd be very offended if you called them no, Spoons. No, actually, I think Bread and, bread and Roses definitely have a better selection than Fortescue. You can leave that in if you want. Wow. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to finish this off. Have you finished yours? Yeah. Shall I crack open the other one for yeah, you? Yeah, crack open the open one and we can move on to the last, the last bit, last topic. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, so this final one, I don't know if I've had... No, I haven't had this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a Welsh red ale at 4.6%, and it is their famous Kutch. Kutch. So I'll crack it. Kutch, which has a lot of controversy lot, in but... the Porter... Portman? Portman Group. Yep. Situation. So this is the second what iteration. What colour do you think it'll be? Yellow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ooh, it's kind of the same colour as Pump Up the Jam. It is indeed. Oh, it's darker. It's a dark one, yeah. I mean, it is a Welsh red. Now, as a child, I really want that wow, can. <laughs> Complain to the Portman Group. Um, no, don't. So, so for people wondering, or people that maybe do know, um, the there's a great podcast about? by um, Good, Good Beer, Beer Hunting. Hunting. They did a two-parter where they interview uh, Brad from uh, Tiny Rebel. Um, and also a chap from the Portman Group and also someone who's the designer for Beavertown. And essentially, um, uh, the Portman Group is a, is a, uh, is a, is an independent, I'm saying independent in quotation marks because there's it's a bit of a gray area. There's a gray area. It's, uh, a organization that is primarily funded by eight major, um, beer, uh, brands, Heineken, Companies, yeah. Heineken being one of them, um, and uh, I think like Asahi, Asahi, like mm. those kind of big, those big world, those big brands. Um, the idea knows. it's an independent body that is supposed to regulate labeling, the labeling, almost anything, almost anything to do with beer, because also the way it's sold in stores and things. Because it's the, not even like a design thing. The visible aspect of beer, anything about it, um, the way it's the way it's served. If it's too strong, then you've got to do it in a certain thing. And there's we'll, we'll get I'll get to that in a second. Um, so the way the way it operates is it's funded by these organisations, but apparently it's self self regulated. Um, anyone can make a complaint to them, at which point they will then decide whether that complaint is justified or not. Kind of like um, premise and personal licensing. Yep. 
Um, it will then go to a independent board that is selected out of various um, people of different ages and different experiences. Who that they then, choose. Who they choose and are then brought together to decide whether the issue is justified or not, mm. at which point then, when they've made that decision, if they believe that a change needs to be made or brought in, um, whoever the brewery is then has to act that out. So they can the either case, do it informally with the person who's got the issue, mm-hmm. or it goes to the panel. At which point, basically, if the decision is made that um, the company needs to change it for the Tiny Rebels purposes, that is uh, basically a... The first one was a report that the can looks way too child-friendly. There's an idea about contrasting colours. The Simpsons, they draw uh, parallels to the Simpsons, also being yellow. Um, And the contrasting colours are supposed to make them bright, vibrant, appeal to kids and people of all ages. The issue also comes with the bear on the front of the can. This was interesting. We'll say bear. Um... I would personally say teddy bear. I would say teddy Brad bear. Brad from Tiny Rebel apparently believes it is a bear. And However, it's if you go, been a bear. always been a bear. But if you go to Tiny Rebel itself, I'm fairly certain most of the staff said teddy bear. Mm-hmm. And as you go round the brewery, you keep seeing a teddy bear many points so, around the brewery. Um, anyway, just, the point was made. The, the point was made. They had to make the change, so they 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 took action. They made the change on the on the can. Uh, they made the ABV more prominent. Um, they put it right next to the fact that there's a beer as well. They put the teddy bear right next to the fact that it's a beer. Sorry, bear that it's next to a beer. Uh, they dulled down the colours a little bit. Phoebe hit the mic. Um, and then it was launched again. And then a few years later, the, another complaint was made by one person. Apparently a child yeah. reached for... The, an eight-year-old child reached for the can um, and made the complaint to the Portman Group and then, then decide, re-decided that this can was not good enough um, for selling yeah. in stores. And the reason why this is a big deal, it's not just this random organisation. The idea is that rather than having the government self-regulate, this group is supposed to self-regulate the industry um, so that the government doesn't need to get involved and make it more complicated for everyone as a, as a group, which I can I can understand that idea. Um, it's meant to be more of like a kind of self-check, hey, guys, let's let's be cool about this, let's do this ourselves, rather than having the government kind of stamp down on what we're what we're up to um however the fact that it has majority funding by bigger businesses make this a contentious issue mm. for smaller breweries i.e tiny rebel and beaver town back when they were independent yeah um because heineken could just make a decision like we don't like make, it. yeah you could suddenly change it and then you're being changed and the reason why this is more of an issue is they will then email like uh supermarket chains like tesco mm-hmm and go, you cannot sell this product now, or we recommend you don't sell yeah, this product now. Yeah, because it looks like it's for kids. So suddenly kind of you now can't buy Kutch in any Tesco mm-hmm. or Morrison's or wherever the uh, yep. Portman Group have a So pole. they already changed the design once, um, and then they yeah they got another complaint, and Beavertown have had three complaints. Beavertown, yeah. So the interview also yeah. had that this was this not just Tiny Rebel, Beavertown. I'd be interested to know if any complaints on Beavertown have happened after they've been bought out by Heineken. I think, yeah, I think so. You think the complaint still came uh, in? I don't know. I'll have a look. They didn't. They didn't touch upon that. But in basically, the Tiny Rebel have now decided they're not going to act on the most recent because they legally don't have to. They no. legally don't have to change their. They're not a design. government body. They're an independent no. company. And um, it costs loads of money to recall a product and then change a design and print it again. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, and it just annoys me because. Sure, if there is a can on a shelf in a supermarket 
and an under 18 goes, I want that. It doesn't mean they can legally buy it. They don't take it up to the... But then I know the other thing is if your parents had it on the, you know, in their fridge and a kid went, oh, that looks nice, I'm going to open it. That's on the parents. Put it higher up. Put mm. it on a higher shelf. Put it at the back. I also... Um, it's not to do... Oh, it people, just annoys me. A few people have said the whole thing of if a child or a teenager, mainly a teenager, wants oh, yeah. to buy beer, they're not going to buy a tiny rebel or a craft beer. They want to get drunk. They're going to be... I think the, the, the phrase was most bang for the buck your buck you want the most amount of alcohol you can get for cheap for the cheapest because they want to get drunk because they're young it's not about having a four percent can that tastes amazing it's Mm. about having the most amount of alcohol that you could physically buy yep which will be a spirit most likely yeah um, or Frosty Jack Cider know. underneath a, a bridge a when you're 16. Child. We'll go to our resident bad boy, Phoebe Ward. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm the guru. Which is why you're the guru. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, so that's... So, and, that's yeah. and also eight-year-olds, eight-year-olds will reach for anything. I mean, look at Cass, exactly. for example. Yeah, my nephew. Put this in front of Cass and Cass is just yeah, going to reach for I it. I mean, yeah, he'd want to, he'd be interested, but in the same way that they'd be interested in a can of Coke. Yeah, and they shouldn't drink that either. No, why? Because just, of the I'm, sugar I'm content. Mean, in terms of you put anything in front of Cass, he's just going to pick it up and be like, yeah. "What is this?" So it's on the parents. Obviously, you know, it's on the parents. Mm. Like, also, I'd be amazed if a child was able to pick, go into a supermarket, pick this up, take it to the checkout, and it, yeah, got and away wasn't with it. stopped at any point. Teenagers aren't then going to pick this. Yeah. This is more worried about kids, and kids are the ones that are not going to be able to get past checkout yeah. with a yeah, can. Yeah, plus, like, we're not living in the dark ages. When you scan these things now, a message comes up on your till mm. to alert you and ask you, are they old enough? Mm. So I could see if, if that didn't happen, you know, like, I don't know, a 50-year-old woman, check like, cashier, she probably wouldn't think that was a beer, right? That's her issue. Yeah. And she'd scan it and maybe sell it to the under 18. But mm. you get an alert it asks you, is this person 25 or over? To be interesting. It's impossible. So the, the complaint with the Twitch can, we'll get onto the beer in a minute, because I actually quite like this one. Mm. I wasn't expecting to like it. I yeah, thought it would be like it a lot of noise for... Um, it's different than what I thought. Whatever it was. Anyway, so, yeah, I quite like... Well, I like reds anyway. Um, so people have said, like, it's, like, Charlie. I've always thought it seems very psychedelic. Well, he said he made it less psychedelic, unless that's an original. Also, I thought I didn't actually notice... Yeah. Obviously, we listened to this episode from Good Beer Hunting, but the bear is smaller and it is, yeah, right. That's what I said. Yeah, I know, but it used to be bigger. I remember seeing it bigger. Yeah, because yeah, you know, it used to be smack bang in the middle. Yeah, and yeah. then and they have put it right next to the friggin'. And they've done that on all of them. But I have to say, it's a teddy bear because... It is a teddy bear. I'm sorry, Brad. Because, right, it's made to look like fabric. It's mm. got a button... And a stitch for an eye, for its eyes. We we were driving along and they go, it's a it's a bear. It's, it's not a bear. A teddy we've bear. never said it's a teddy bear. And we're and like, literally, Dude. we both just turned to each other and went, it's that a, is a teddy it's bear. It's a teddy bear. And but that's not. It doesn't mean to say. I oh, know adults. I've got. A, you've got a teddy bear. Mm. <laughs> Called Pikachu. I I felt like it was a very. Um, someone has a lawyer has said to him. You need to make sure in any conversation you have now, mm-hmm. but you say it's a bear and not a teddy bear. I do. I kind of disagree with what you said earlier, though. I think even when we went on tour, they were calling it a bear, not a teddy bear. Were they really? Bear. I think they're saying bear. Everyone oh, gets their okay. own bear. Because uh, I don't think he ever said everyone gets their own teddy bear. But the funny thing is, it's still a teddy bear. It is they're, a teddy you're bear. You're getting a teddy. That is not a bear. That is not they, a also, bear. Also, did you notice they could very, very easily have like a merchandise gold there? But I guess they can't sell teddy bears. 
I think the issue would be then it would be. But that would be such too. a cute teddy bear. We should sell a high hops balloon. I'm, I'm warming to the idea now. Thank God it hasn't. We know you know we never mentioned it on the podcast before. Anyway, but the beer itself. Let's let's get on to the actual beer. Okay, so chub, chub. I don't know what the Welsh. Wait, why word do you is. call him this chub? This is oh, what's about this one? Sorry, kutch. kutch. I don't know why I said <laughs> chub. So we've got malty and fruity, toffee and citrus. I don't know quite... Yes, toffee, but it isn't what I would say. I mean, when I smell it, I can still smell the jam donut, but... Um, it's it's a red ale. It's mm. it's more of a traditional brew than anything else I've tasted Yeah, from Tiny Rebel. It's, yeah, it's malty, mm-hmm. it's dark, it's got a good kind of old school smell. Yep. Mm. It's got the sweetness from the malt, mm-hmm. but also the breadiness. It's not hoppy. I wouldn't say it was hoppy. No, not hoppy. Malty. No. Yes, malty. And it's light. What percentage is it again, Bradley? Uh, it is 4.6. Is so that 6? has your dad yeah. had this one? I don't think so. I think he'd like this one. Yeah. Or I think my dad would like this one. Maybe. Out of all of the ones we've physically tried today, which one was your favourite? Just today? Mm-hmm. Um, so we had we've had we've had Kutch. no let's go in order we oh. had easy living first well in order we have welcome to the party pal. okay you had welcome to the party Mate. pal then we had easy, easy living, living. Then we had pump up the jam and then Kutch. i would say they're both different um it would be Kutch followed by welcome to the party pal then pump up the jam and Easy it was just it, it was very sticky it afterwards. was meh it was meh it was a bit sticky but i would definitely say the one i would i would the, the one i would um give my recommendation to is is um beer money if i know we didn't drink money. that today but okay. in general fair enough if we had we have drunk all of them by this point um and like i mean i like the stout i'd say definitely make sure you try the stout and imperial stout um mm. but the one i would recommend that's the easiest for people to get at this point not even just because it's the easiest to get, but it's a good beer and it's easy to get. Um, well, I mean, a few, quite a few of them are in Tesco, like we say. So beer money, yeah, but oh, I mean, like, as in, it's in Iceland. Mm. It's cheap. It's, it is. And most of them, even you say like, oh, quite a few of them are in Tesco. In Plymouth, to go to a Tiny Rebel, to, to go to a Tesco that sells Tiny mm. Rebel, we've still got to drive fifteen yeah, minutes. We do. It's not like we can just go down the road. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I can walk to Iceland in town and go and get a uh, go and get a bear. Iceland? Yeah, there's one in t- the one. You know the Sainsbury's you don't know about. Oh, there's an there Iceland next to that as well. Oh, I just go to the one in range. Mm. Cool. Well, that was our tiny rebel. Well, kind of part one. We did it. Yeah. Sorry, Bibber Boys One One Seven. You did tell us, and I think we managed to drink. You did actually recommend us specific ones. Uh, the only one we didn't manage to get peaches was peaches and cream. And cream. Didn't exist. Um, but I'm still intrigued by. I can imagine what it tastes like. I'm wondering but... if it's basically pump up the jam, but pump yeah. up the peaches and cream. But um, no, I think that was the only one we, we didn't manage to get. You can buy it in their core range pack, according to. Um, so, if you're interested in trying the core range pack on um, Tiny Rebel, you can get Lazy Boy, Club Tropicana, Carly We didn't talk Pale. about Lazy Boy. It's a lager. <laughs> okay. Yeah, is it an easy drinking lager? Um, is that, am I fair in saying yeah, that? Yeah. Like, it's fine. I'm not, but this is me, a non-lager person. Yeah. So, it's a, like, it's a lager. 
I remember having gas, like as in I was burping a lot afterwards. So <laughs> that's what I will say about most tiny rebels is they're very carbonated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can get the core pack, which is Lazy Boy, Club Tropicana, Cali Pale, Peaches and Cream, Dutty, and Pump Up the Jam. That is the core range, and you can get all. Not even Kutch. Kutch isn't one of the. Kutch is not one of their Ooh. core, apparently. But you can get all six of those for twelve fifty. Probably because it causes too much trouble. Twelve fifty-five plus delivery. So team up with your dad who wants to buy a hundred Dutty, <laughs> and it will be very cheap for you to do that. Or just go to Newport because they're open every day. It's, yeah. And we'll be talking about that next episode. No, because that's uh. going to go out on a Wednesday at some point. Somewhere. Yeah, it is. I decide. So don't know me. I, the one who decides the upload. We're not making any promises on two episodes. I didn't week. say which. No, I didn't say which Wednesday. I said our Wednesday would be going up. So I don't want it to interfere with our drinking schedule. This has been the High Hops podcast. <laughs> I said another uh, hilarious thing, clearly. Um, oh no. I've been Bradley Y with my beer guru, Phoebe Ward. Hey. Uh, if you'd like to give us any recommendations, yeah. you can email us at hellohighhops or at gmail.com. like bboy17. Bboy17? That's it, right? 117. Bboy117. Um, you can let us give us a recommendation on our Instagram. You Thank you comment, very much. You can comment, you can message. Uh, I've also had messages on Untapped, so you can find me on Untapped somewhere. I should put that as a link on the Instagram. You should. I have also. Can I just say on Untapped, I have got lists of mm. ones we've covered on High Hops and wow. ones that we may cover on High Hops. So you can kind of get a little exclusive on what we might try and put on the podcast, Very and nice. you could maybe add to it. I don't know. If you have any recommendations, you can also Instagram as we've had before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us on Castbox, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Google Play, Google Podcasts, whatever it's called. I don't called. know what it is. There's two different ones. I don't Google know. Play and Google Podcasts. We're on, we're on those ones. Mm-hmm. Give us a recommendation. Yeah. Rate, as subscribe, in rate us. Yeah. share with a friend, as well as a nice beer. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye! Goodbye.